Good morning, this is Monday, December 15, 2014, and Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on this morning's front page. CIA Chief and Obama Walk a Fine Line Defending the CIA, Cheney Revisits Bush-Era Debate And at Rikers, Union Chief Wields Potent Clout In today's national headlines, spending bill says no to limits on salt in lunches. Tax cuts not set in stone as Kansas faces a shortfall. And Texas weighs open carry of handguns. In this morning's business headlines, Sony tells media to delete exposed studio data. In Big Data, shepherding each commercial client takes precedence and baseball card creator Cy Berger dies at 91. More business stories ahead, more national and world news, too. A roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Paul Krugman. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories written from Washington, D.C. by Peter Baker and Mark Mazzetti. CIA chief and Obama walk a fine line. Just hours before he publicly responded last week to the Senate Intelligence Committee report accusing the Central Intelligence Agency of torture and deceit, John Brennan, the CIA's director, stopped by the White House to meet with President Obama. Ostensibly, he was there for an intelligence briefing, but the messages delivered later that day by the White House and Brennan were synchronized, even down to similar wording, and the larger import of the visit was hardly a classified secret. After six years of partnership, the president was standing by the embattled spy chief even as fellow Democrats called for his resignation. That's not to say there was no friction between the West Wing and the CIA's Langley, Virginia headquarters after the release of the scorching report. Irritated advisors to Obama believe Brennan made a bad situation worse by battling Democrats on the committee over the report during the past year. Some, who considered Brennan the president's heat shield against the CIA when he worked in the White House, now worry that he has gone native, as they put it. But in the 67 years since the CIA was founded, few presidents have had as close a bond with their intelligence chiefs as Obama has forged with Brennan. It is a relationship that has shaped the policy and politics of the debate over the war with terrorist organizations as well as the agency's own struggle to balance security and liberty. And the result is a president who denounces torture but not the people accused of inflicting it. The quandary that Brennan faces is similar to the quandary that Obama faces, said David Cole, a national security scholar and a law professor at Georgetown University. Both are personally opposed to what went on and deeply troubled by what went on and agree that it should never happen again and both are ultimately dependent on the CIA for important national security services. In responding to the report, Brennan walked a line between his president and his agency. He embraced Obama's decision to ban techniques like waterboarding, nudity, and sleep deprivation, but he criticized only the limited number of CIA officers who exceeded broad Justice Department rules governing interrogations and he flatly rejected the committee's contentions the interrogation program was not central to thwarting terror plots and that the agency had misled the public about its effectiveness, although he said it was unknowable whether detainees talked specifically because of the brutal methods. 
If John were retired and had a few drinks in him, he might have a different tone to him, said William Daly, Obama's former White House chief of staff, but he can't, nor should he, do anything other than what he's done.